Good morning and thanks for tuning in to Diving Deep with DL. This is my opening podcast and I pray there will be thousands of them for you to tune into. Expect to hear God's word and I pray it gives you a fresh perspective and creates a hmm moment on many of the truths of God. You should expect encouragement for others training. There will be reproving for all of us, believe that. And please know my passion will be for you to grow spiritually and become the disciple God intends for you to be. I believe we are called to be disciples of Jesus, and I believe in my heart this is God's way of giving me the opportunity to do just that. I am a voice in this wilderness, and I pray this podcast becomes an instrument God uses for his kingdom work. You got your tanks? Let's dive in. Being my first podcast, I'm sure there will be some mistakes. I ask you to be merciful and give me grace as you experience them, which will give us an opportunity to grow together. No, I'll be growing in my ability to communicate the material preparation and the presentation. And guess what? You'll be growing yourself in your spirituality, biblical knowledge, and understanding of the only true God and Jesus Christ whom he sent. The format of my podcast will be looking into God's Word and following a very simple design, if you will, and I believe through the power and work of God the Holy Spirit, it will help you as it has helped me grow in my knowledge, interpretation, and application of God's truths in my life. Believe me, I know it's more than just going to church. I know it's more than just being a part of a group of people that call themselves Christians. It's truly carrying this treasure, which is the word of God, the truth of who he is, and the work he has done for us so that we can experience the salvation that he's intended for all who believe. Tell me if I'm wrong, and I hope you will communicate with me. After all, this is a relationship, and if you have difficulty developing one, I can walk with you on that as well, because God is relational, and therefore, being relational, we should have intimate relationships in our lives that encourage us, spur us on, reprove us, and help us grow. Proverbs 17, correction, see, there's your first one. Proverbs 27.17 says, Iron sharpens iron, let one man sharpen another. I mean, it isn't just sliding the knife across. It's banging into each other, knocking pieces of sin off in our lives that preclude us from growing in an intimate relationship with others and, most importantly, with God. So I would hope that as you look at this and understand the real magnitude of what this truth really is, I'm going to go through a few examples. Being my initial podcast, initial, there's another one, initial podcast, there, there has to be some substance. You know, I hear all the things, I've read a ton of things about how it's supposed to be and what it is. But you know what? None of them really talked about your heart. None of them really talked about the value and significance of someone's soul. No one talked about the the real power of God, the Holy Spirit. We're talking about all the things that are on the surface, all the things that are temporal, all the things that are brought about about sin in life, but we never really talk about the truth and how we can get to that truth and how that truth really does matter in our lives and to God. So the first passage I'd really like to jump into would be 
John 11.35, this would be the shortest passage in God's word and yet so powerful. It says, Jesus wept. If you wanted to memorize scripture, I would venture to say anybody that says, well, you know, I really have a hard time, start there. John 11.35, Jesus wept. But why? Why did he weep? And the question is, is he weeping today from so much brokenness, from so much pain, so much sin, destroying relationships, destroying the culture, destroying his people? He's weeping, I'm sure. But yet I know there's a part of him that just causes him to just weep because the truth is, Jesus was and is human. And to be human, he not only felt sad, and he didn't just shed a tear for those who are lost, he wept. And if you look at just one aspect of Jesus wept, an interpretation is, Jesus was overcome by his emotion for what he has seen, experienced, and lived when he was walking on this planet. So my application would be, I need to live in such a way that the love and compassion that I have for spreading the gospel, for seeing people being deceived and carried away to a place that leads them away from God. You cannot ignore the fact that you didn't create yourself. Your parents didn't create themselves, and it can go on and on. There has to be a creator. And in doing so, having a creator means that there is God. So therefore, if it is God, then how can I live in such a way that the love and compassion I have that I would weep over people around me that are missing out on the wonderful work of God in their lives? Do you see how we could take that truth of Jesus wept living in such a way where his attributes, his characteristics, his love flows through me to others. That's what discipleship is really about. That's what this podcast is about. It's about not giving you a lot of information. I mean, I could talk about the time and where he was and why he said what he said. I'm just looking at the pure milk of the word. Jesus wept. So let's be truthful. If we were to look at another passage then we would have to say, okay, what would be the truth of the passage? And God told us that he would give us his spirit that would teach us. So if we're wanting to interpret his word for us, not for everyone else, but for me, for you, well, let's look at it and let's see what it is that Jesus is saying. So let's look at Luke 6.46. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, 
and not do what I say. So if I was to say, why would Jesus ask that question of why do you call me? So in essence, it would make sense that we would call upon him and then to recognize him as Lord being sovereign. But the sad part is, and not do what I say. So what's the truth of it? We can't say that that applied to those people and it doesn't apply to us today because God's word is living and active. That means it applied then, it applies now, and it'll apply forever. So therefore, he's wanting to know why do we have him esteemed in certain aspects of our life but yet not in every aspect of our life and not do what he says. Well, now we got to peel the onion back on this because the real question is, is not do what I say. Well, that would mean we would have to be reading his word to know what he says. We cannot depend on others. You cannot depend on me to give you the truth. You have got to have a desire in your heart to want to see and realize that truth on your own. Because that's what pleases God. He gives us his word for us to transform our minds, renew our minds from the corruption that has been soaking in throughout the days of our lives. Without salvation coming to your tent, then your influence is coming from multiple avenues, but not to do what he says. So if I don't read his word, then I don't know what he says. So I can't do what he says. But if I read his word and I understand his word, and his word says this is the truth, for example, do not steal. Well, if I steal, I'm not doing what he says. If he says that honor your father and mother and I don't honor my father and mother, then I'm not doing what he says. But then what does honor your father and mother look like? What does being faithful look like? Because he says man shall not live, Matthew 4, 4, on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Well, if I'm not reading his word, then how can I do what he says. So, how do you look at that? Well, the interpretation for me is, I need to be reading his word so I know what he says. Because if he is Lord, and I am his servant, disciple, child, then don't you want your children to do what you say? And then what do you do if they don't? So my application has to be to immerse myself into his word, knowing the truth from error, and then live in the truth. So let me give you one more, and then we'll kind of talk about what you should expect coming forward. And then as we begin to journey down this path, I would hope that you would tune in. All right. So, here's the third one. 
It's Matthew 28, 19. It says, Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. I'm going to pause there. There's more, but I'm going to pause there because as you look at this, it's kind of like breaking things down so that you can build them up in the truth of what you perceive God saying to you personally. Because I truly believe as you read the word, others will read the same passage and say, well, this is what the Spirit of God is communicating to me. So go therefore. That means to get up and move. So the truth is, I cannot be stationary in living out this truth. God expects me to move. Now, to make disciples, I would use something very simple to say, if you never made a cake, how are you going to make a cake if you do not know what the ingredients are in the cake? So therefore, you need to know what it takes to make disciples. Well, I will tell you, one indicator for that will be the gospel. Now, if you don't know the gospel, then how are you going to make disciples? So, he's just said in Luke 6.46, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say? Well, what he said was, go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations. So, my interpretation is, I need to be making disciples. I need to be working as a disciple like this. And this means that God has given me to communicate to you. So, therefore, I am making disciples. I make disciples where I live. That would be my family. I do it where I work. That would be my co-workers. I do it at the workout facility, the supermarket, along the way. I will tell you uh, in a future podcast about just completing a book. And uh, God inspired me to resign my job, trust him in faith, that he wanted 100% of my attention to write a book, and it's called Walking the Way, Discipling Everywhere with a Fresh Set of Eyes. You'll get to hear more about that, and it's truly about this making disciples. Discipling everywhere, not just expecting that we go and hear some truth, and that would satisfy us in our work as a disciple. And then he goes on to say, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So now I have to ask, well, have you ever baptized anyone? And the answer would maybe no, I never have. Okay, well, are you doing what he says? Has anyone come to you and said, as a result of your talking to me about the truth of God, you're encouraging me about reading God's word, I realize that there is something going on within me beyond my own control, and I really need and really feel on the inside of my being that I need to be baptized. Would you baptize me? Would you send them to the church? Or would you go find some water 
and baptize that brother or sister and welcome them into the life that God has intended for them to live. Because that's the indicator. As I heard uh, uh, growing up, there was a song, something on the inside is working on the outside and put a little change in my life. What is that change? It's living a life that's pleasing to God. So my application is going to be, then I need to read God's word to understand what it takes to be a disciple. That's number one. What it is to live as God intends for me to live. That's number two. Number three would be, now I need to, with those that God has placed in my life, to be sharing this good news, this treasure, this life change that I have now, and I have experienced this wonderful truth of God saying, being born again, not of the will of man, not of the will of the flesh, but of God. It is God in his mercy, it is God in his love for me that would change this wretch into someone that truly wants to share this wonderful work of God to you. And here I am doing it. If you'd have told me five years ago this is where I'd be, I'd have said, I don't think so. There's other people, I don't really have the ability to do that, but God, that's all I can say. So, if you're not making disciples, then are you doing what Jesus commands? Are you doing what he says? And if you're not reading and studying and living out God's word, then what are you living for? So that's what you can expect from my podcast having the opportunity just to share truth with you so that you begin to realize that it must have been God the Holy Spirit that moved you to a place where you found the podcast. I didn't contact you. I didn't say, hey, I'm doing this new thing and I want you to listen and get your feedback. You found it only because you found it because God led you to it. You'll hear a story about a man finding a treasure. Well, that's kind of where you're headed. Are you at a place in your life where you truly need God? You truly need to know? You truly are tired of living in a way that feels empty, even though you've accomplished so many things materialistically? personally, and yet you feel empty? Well, I'm here to let you know that it is important for you to be the disciple that God intends for you to be. Before I started, I prayed and asked God to give me inspiration to be able to communicate to you today my heart and the love I have for him his word and truths, and you, the listener. So, I'll be a little different than most you'll probably hear because there's a lot of words and a lot of information, but very rarely is there prayer. And I want to add prayer 
to every podcast that I have. I pray before I start and I'll pray at the end. And I pray at this moment that God would be merciful, make it fall on the ears of those who need to hear his gospel today. So let me pray for you and and then as we proceed on, I will tell you that my next podcast will be about my Damascus Road experience because you need to know who this is that's behind the mic. I am a voice in the wilderness. There's a lot of voices for you to listen to. I know that. But for you to know who this is and what God's work in my life and how he saved me, then I believe that it will make a change in your life as well. Let me pray for you. Abba, we love you and we thank you for today. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Abba, we truly are so thankful for this opportunity to serve you, to honor you, to worship you, to live out this life that you've ordained us to be, disciples, the fire, the passion, the love, the compassion for people, the same characteristics that you had, you have, and you are bestowing those on to your disciples to be able to go out and preach the good news of who you are and what you've done. Paul said that he didn't come with superiority of speech and wisdom, It was only one thing, Jesus Christ and him crucified. Let this be the launching point, the catapult to get the truth to begin to flow in such a way that those who do not trust the fact that going to church is a place, but to go to places where I can't go physically, but I can go by this means that you would bring forth your truth through me to them. Open the hearts to receive the truth of who you are, just like you did for Lydia. Open the ears and the minds to see themselves and their need for you. I thank you for today. I thank you for your blessing and your provision. I thank you for your faithfulness. The Lord's loving kindness indeed never cease for his compassions never fail. They're new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So, until the next time, you meditate on that, and I would say go dig somewhere and find that book. Open it up. But before you do, pray and ask God, is it truly you? Is it really you that is moving in my life? And if it is, praise God. So until next time, I'll see you.